What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. This is um, a, a different hour. I, I had a, a medical appointment. I'm fine, but got to get some stuff done before the season starts, and this is the only time they can see me. Yeah, exciting, guys. You know I'm an open book. I always tell you guys things. Yeah, it's a, it's a consultation for a colonoscopy. Good times. But we didn't want to leave you without material, and we've got a lot of it. So this hour, uh, and I know my friends at Zaxby's are appreciative that I mentioned them uh, alongside my colonoscopy appointment. But Zaxby's is delicious regardless. Get you some tasty Zaxby's, that big old chicken sandwich, 54 locations in Tallahassee. Dude has been a Seminole booster for over 18 years. Golden, like he does it all. Go get Zaxby's split top bun, three cut big pickles and the juicy chicken. You can't beat it. Interviews galore coming up, guys. Jordan Travis is next. And then from there in some order, uh, I know we have Mario Cristobal. We'll probably rerun uh, Mike Norvell, if you missed that with me yesterday. I think we have Tyler Van Dyke as well, quarterback Miami. So plenty of stuff to get to this hour, but it's not exactly live, all right? Just so you know. All right, so here you go. Sit tight. Good stuff on the way now. Welcome back, Jeff Cameron Show, live from ACC kickoff here in Charlotte. We're joined now by Florida State starting quarterback Jordan Travis, who will get a good chance to cover next week as we get underway with camp. Jordan, I know everybody talks about the journey. I'm kind of curious about just talking ball for a second. Uh, I remember interviewing your brother when he was here playing baseball. Everybody from Mike Norvell, who's right next to you right now, and uh, Kenny Dillingham going back, describe your ability to check into right plays. And they say you're exceptional at recognizing what you're seeing and getting us into right plays, quote-unquote getting us, as they said. What are you looking at? When you come to the line of scrimmage, who are you looking at? Um, I'm starting off, I mean, Coach Norvell, we always talk about the defensive line first. What we're getting, we got a three technique, five technique, seven, and so on. Um, it starts there. Coach Norvell prepares me very well, and Coach Tokar has prepared me. It's all about preparation before games like that. Um, so they give me what I need, to, I need to go over, man, and I go over it and study pretty hard. Um, and we go to linebackers and obviously the roof up top and what we're getting from safeties and spins and 
what coverage we're getting. Um, there's a lot that goes into playing quarterback, man, and I love it. When did the light bulb go off for you? When did you – do you ever have a day where you came off the practice field and you went, it slowed down, it's easy? Or you you, you kind of look back and realize, oh, I, I got it. I know this. I can do this. Um, I would say the Florida game, um, uh, well, I'm not sure when it was, two years ago when McKenzie was here. Yeah. Um, hurt my shoulder pretty bad. Um, couldn't lift my shoulder up at all. And set up and put the team before me. Um, I've always been that type of player, but that was the one that finally clicked that I can – withstand things that go on in my life and fight through it and help the team win. Um, we obviously didn't win that game at all, but I feel like that helped me a lot and showed me a lot as a, as a player and a person that I'm stronger than I think. And that was when it finally clicked after that game. Um, seeing all those guys in the locker room upset and crying and then you got seniors in there. It's their last game ever. And I'm sitting here and a junior and I'm like, it's, it's getting close for me. Um, so kind of like reality struck and it's like it's time to go it's we talked to the guys sent a uh, message in the group chat probably and said this next year we're going to work our tails off man and we're going to get better every single day and we're going to focus on the day in front of us and the play in front of us and not get too far ahead man keep the main thing the main thing as always and it happened you guys win 10 games a year ago you go from before this time last year going into a season where everybody wanted to see Florida State take a step that happened this year, it's a different set of expectations. A lot of people predict Florida State to win the conference. A lot of people think that certainly you're a Heisman Trophy candidate. That Florida State could be in the college football playoff. Does that affect you in any way? Never. Never. <laughs> um, I've been down in the dumps, man. I had a lot of critics before um, tell me all the things I couldn't do. So right. I, I know how it feels. And I've we, Coach Norvell always talks about managing when things are going bad. But the hardest thing is managing success. you got to learn how to manage yourself every single day when you're being successful, winning games. I mean, I always talk about the person. I mean, you always have to be a good person no matter what, man. I feel like I've always been the same guy no matter what's going on in my life. That's a big thing for me is I say humility. I mean, but uh, it's close to Norvell. I mean, it starts up top and works its way down. So, obviously, those expectations, those are external, as he talks about. You guys have those same expectations for yourself. It's – uh you don't allow yourself, I don't imagine, but I am curious. You, you, have you allowed yourself at all to think about if that were to happen, if it were to play out the way that you would want it to, uh, to win a Heisman Trophy? Never thought about it. That's interesting. I'm ready to win football games, and that's all I care about. Quick question. Uh, of the guys that have come in, obviously everybody highlights Keon Coleman. Talk a little bit about the guys that have come in, uh, whether whether it's Destin Hill, obviously, another uh, guy with explosive speed. Of all the guys that have come in, what have you seen from him this offseason? Yeah, a bunch of hard workers, good people and hard workers. That's what we need at Florida State University is people that are willing to work. Because if you don't love football, Florida State's not the place for you. Uh, <laughs> Derek Satterfield and I were talking yesterday, I guess. When you say that type of thing, a coach may take it the wrong way, but it's reality, man. I mean, we work so hard. And we put – I mean, obviously, outside of football, we have a life. I mean, we like – I fish. I do my thing, but – if you don't love football, Florida State's out the spot. We work hard. Um, we love we love our coach. We love the team. But we're going to work our tails off every single day and try to get better. Whether it's a freshman or a veteran that comes in, like through the transfer portal, what's the first thing you say to them? What what kind of conversations do you have? You Do you lay that out? Hey, this, is what, this is what we're going to do. Because I want someone to tell me if I was in their shoes. Right. Reality. Um, tell them we're going to work our tails off. Um, Coach Sorvell and this coaching staff absolutely loves us. They, I mean, I love, I can't express to you how much I love them and 
how much I respect them, man, because they're always just the same people every day. They're never – they have things that go on at home. I mean, they got families that they're supporting. Um, always the same people. Um, but, yeah, I talk about the coaching staff, man, and how we work. Good luck this year, Jordan. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. I Take care. Jordan Davis, starting quarterback, Florida State University. High expectations, obviously, uh, both for him personally and for the team. But as Jordan just got done saying, they don't don't seem to be affected by that. I find it interesting. Uh, it's uh, it was there was a good conversation with Jordan Travis. He's um, he's made great strides in that realm as well, Tom. He's not a guy that loves this. Doesn't love the give and take with the media, but he's better at it. Just like he is better on the field, he's gotten better at this as well. We'll react to that in a moment. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chance. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply give hey guys our partner is ag1 the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health i drink it quite literally every single day I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins, and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out, and I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. We're live in Charlotte at the ACC kickoff. Mike Norvell joins us now. Good to see you again. No, it's great seeing you. It's time, it's, right? It is, it is, it is time, absolutely. Yeah. Well, in the breakout earlier this morning, I could tell you, you're excited to watch this team and see what they can become. You know they're good. How good can they be? And that's part of the bigger picture here because you come to the ACC kickoff this year with very lofty expectations. The collective media has you guys 
perhaps winning the conference, going to a college football playoff. You've never shied away from those expectations. But have you taken the time to appreciate what this is as you enter the season, where you are from, how tough those first two years were to where you are now? Well, I think the journey, you it, it sets up to who you are. You know, if what you've gone through, you know, be able to – uh, your reflection, I think, is, is is critical as you, you know, whatever you do to be able to reflect back, you know, things that have worked, things that you got to continue to improve on, uh, where you need to continue to push. And now it's a big part of the summer, you know, you know, after the season, you have that that time. But then as you get in the summer and you know, you'll take a deep breath and think about the last few years and, you know, it puts us in a position that, you know, we're excited about and, uh, you know, we have to go live it. And uh, it's, you know, I'm really, I love coaching this team. I love the guys that I get to be around and, uh, you know, I just want to see them, you know, maximize the potential that they have. And, uh, you know, I believe that they do that, you know, no limits to what we can accomplish. Are there moments in practice when you see it, you talked about guys buying in and you notice it in the work. You, see, you look for it in the work. I think was your quote. Do you see that? You see that like, Oh, this guy gets it today. Something happened. I see it now. It's yeah. happening with him and it happened in, more and more with more guys. No, absolutely. And it's a daily choice. And, you know, you never know, you know what situation is going to present itself where a, a guy gets to be the example. And that's one thing I try to challenge our team with is you never know where your actions are going to inspire somebody else. And you know, it's what I try to try to implement and live, you know, on a, on a daily basis is to be that for our team. Um, but there's times where you see a player uh, where it might be a, a challenging rep or, or it might be success. And maybe they, you know, they have a great, a great moment in practice or in a workout. And then you watch the next one is the next one set to be better. Are, are we still keeping the, the, the focus on the little things on the fundamentals? Um, you know, it's one of the, one of the things that coming out of spring, I was most proud of, as you saw, uh, as I've mentioned many times, you know, you Jordan and, and Jared and Johnny Wilson, those were our most improved players. Right. And there are some of our best players, but when you see them, the attention to detail, when the fundamentals, the little things, when they are are critically important to them and, and the application of the work, it's, it's, it gets exciting. And uh, you know, that's what we want to be, and that's where we got to continue to grow. I'm curious. You said you talked about Jordan Travis glowingly, obviously. Uh, this is a kid that's come a long way, and you've watched that growth. You've helped engineer some of that. Is it suffice to say that's the most growth you've seen from a quarterback in your career? Because he went from a guy that a lot of people thought, well, he can get out of the way. He's a runner. He's a quarterback now. He can make all the throws, as you described, and he is a refined quarterback at that. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, he's, he's had made tremendous strides. And, uh, you know, I, I just believed in him. I, I believed in what I saw. You know, it just, you know, everybody has to go through, you know, certain steps and, you know, to, you know, I knew what we were asking, what we were asking and going to ask him to do. And I believed it fit really well with his skill set. And, you know, it's just a repetition of that work and, and, you know, believing it within yourself of what you can do. And I think Jordan has been a, a wonderful example of that. And, you know, the, the growth that the outside world is, is getting to see is something that you know, we take a lot of pride in because, you know, he's, he's went through the journey. The culture in the locker room is talked about. It seems to be very, very healthy. I've asked you this question in other ways before. How do you maintain something like that when you do have to bring in guys to fill spots from the portal? You, you bring in a guy who comes from a completely different culture and you know he's a good player. You wouldn't be talking to him, but you need him to buy in almost immediately, hit the ground running to get into that locker room and keep things status quo. Yeah, well, I mean, the the, the standard doesn't change, and the expectations and the transparency in that. Um, 
you know, I tell I tell recruits all the time, this this program is not for everybody. It's just for the it's for the real ones and it's for the right ones, you right. know, and uh, guys that are are that are willing to embrace that. I mean, those those are guys when they come in, it doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, there's not going to be a bump or there's not going to be a situation, but you, it's, it gives, it serves as a great reminder, um, you know, just as you get to go through those experiences together. And, um, you know, we want like-minded individuals. Everybody's going to have their own unique personality. Like that's, I, I want all those personalities too. But, you know, when you have this similar mindset and similar approach and when, when guys are able to work together and, you know, they care about each other, they care about what they represent, you got a chance to build something pretty special. And I, I think that's what we see um, because everybody has their own unique path. And whether it's transfer high school, um, you know, guys that were here before I got here, I mean, they've, they've we've all said yes. And, that's what makes it pretty enjoyable. In some ways, was last year almost perfect for you as a coach because you had success and you needed to have success. People were waiting to see that breakout season, but you didn't win anything in terms of didn't win the division, didn't win the conference, didn't make the college football playoff. So you did enough to get some confidence, to have people believe, to take a big step forward. But you can then say to the guys, you got a lot more to do. Absolutely. And you, you talk about the steps and that's what we've done. We've taken positive steps within the program um, and there's more steps to be taken. And it doesn't, you know, whether it's a national you know, recognition or, or, or awareness of, of who we have. And, you know, I, I tell people I, I want every player to be rec- recognized, you know, you know, and be on the watch list. But you, know, you have to go do it. And it's and it's a daily uh, it's a daily focus you know, individually, collectively as a team. And, and, you know, we all have, have those things that we aspire to do. It's a process and a journey that makes it worth it and who you get to be, a, be around and do it with. And so, um, yeah, we got, we have a team that's hungry. I mean, they, 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 they embrace work and, you know, I, I think they embrace uh, the, the internal expectations and that's all that matters to me is that, you know, the outside can say what it needs to say uh, the inside and what we believe and what we're willing to work towards, you know, that's, what's going to show up. And so uh, this is a team that, you know, that uh, I'm, like I said, I'm excited to, to watch it play out this season. Final thing. And I knew you had to get going. You got a lot of these to do. Um, does having LSU first change anything about your approach and practice? Um, you know, I'm excited about the stage. I'm excited about uh, the opportunity. Um, but if, but in all in all reality, if if we allow that to change it, then we're not we're not living up to, to who we say we need to be. It needs to be about us. And you know, you look a year ago, um, you know, we opened up with an opponent before that game, and we had a great camp, and it put us in a position to achieve at a high level when we started. And um, you know, we have a lot of respect for the opponent we're about to play. And in LSU, it's defending SEC West champions. Uh, you know, they got some very talented individuals, but it's still about us, about what we do. And if we will approach every day you know, with that mindset and, and go and improve, then, you know, come come kickoff, we'll be ready to put our best foot forward. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks, Thanks so much. Again. Appreciate you. Go Knowles. All right. Take care. That's Mike Norvell, Norvell, the head coach at Florida State University. You should be able to say his name, talk to him enough. Uh, and, you know, opportunity to kind of look at that LSU game. Tom, I want to come back and respond to what Mike just had to say there. And I thought he'd say that, but I wanted him to say it because I wanted to see what kind of message he's preaching to the team about the importance of that game or the fact that it looks back inward and you got to focus on yourself before you worry about anybody else. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, live from ACC kickoff in Charlotte. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network.
Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Hold his paw. Jeff Cameron Show as we broadcast live from the ACC kickoff here in Charlotte. Mario Cristobal, head coach, University of Miami, kind enough to join us now. Coach, thanks for being here. And we'll start with something simple. I always wonder what the answer is to this question when when it comes to turnovers. So you guys were 0-6 when you turned it over multiple times. I know you know that. 5-1 when you didn't. Seems overly simplistic. What do you do to prevent turnovers? Because you're really good when you don't turn the ball over. Really bad when you do. Is it one of those things where year-to-year is kind of random? You get a little unlucky every time the ball's in the ground. It happens to go to the other team. Other years, you fall on it. You survive. You move on. Or is it something you teach, something that you say, we can prevent this. We can be better at this. You can improve it. Can you prevent them all together? That's difficult. But can you improve it? Absolutely. And and you improve it with technique and with fundamentals. And you improve it by playing guys that don't turn it over. I mean, let's call it what it is, right? That's it's one of the most magical things, the, the bench. The bench somehow sends transmissions up in the spine to the brain saying don't turn the ball over. So right. that works sometimes too. What you can't prevent, though, oftentimes is injury, and you guys also had a ton of injuries last year. Obviously, you're hoping to stay healthier this year. Every coach knows that and wants that. Uh, when you're going through these frustrations of a transition, it's your first year, you're trying to establish something, what do you say to your team when the success isn't happening the way that you'd like it to be? The truth, the flat-out truth, you know, exactly where we are and what we need to do. And you stay with it, and you certainly point out the things that can be improved and some things if you can't overcome it because personnel-wise, no matter, it's just not there yet, then you're also, you just got to find a way to do something different to try to alleviate that, you know, so you don't want guys to get discouraged or whatnot. Um, We knew, obviously, what the current situation uh, was on the roster, and that's okay, you know, you, you eat what you eat, you know, the good and the bad, and then you address it as best you can through recruiting, talent acquisition. And then you also have to you have to do a better job coaching and you have to just find ways to adapt because at the end, it's everybody has holes, right? right. Some more massive than others. You know, I mentioned earlier, we, we did. We, uh, you know, we we had to get to work in recruiting and identifying the areas that this needs massive overhaul, this needs tweaking. This needs the speed. This one needs more size. This one needs more power. And um, that's to the use of the portal, too, now, which I had never, ever done before. But, right. you know, again, different different job. Every job is this one is very different than anything I've ever you know, had a chance to do. And and it's been an excellent portal offseason and a top five recruiting class and a top ten portal class. And then just even more importantly, the retainment of the core of guys that you want. You know, yeah. because the beauty of the portal, especially in your first in your first 18 months of coaching, if a guy doesn't fit, you know, there, there's no reason to be unprofessional or whatnot. You know, just make the standards clear. And if it doesn't fit, let's find that person a good place to go so they can have an opportunity to further their education or playing career, you know, and then don't hold, never hold that personally. But it is a great opportunity 
to transform your roster? We've covered it. I, I've had the you know benefit of covering Mike Norvell, who's utilized the transfer portal very well at Florida State. And I've asked him his philosophy on that because – and I'll ask you too because I'm always interested in this, and you guys have had a great offseason with talent acquisition, as you just said. I am curious, and I've always wondered this, if you bring in a bunch of guys to fill spots that are necessary to be filled, how does that affect the locker room? Because you got other guys that have been working hard and been there that bought in, and then they see a guy get – I know coaches are always recruiting over players, and it's your job to keep your job and to play well. But the portal's a different level because you're bringing in guys. There are NIL deals and the like, and envy can seep into the locker room. I've wondered how coaches deal with that, with the the idea of bringing in a guy and then he gets a big NIL deal maybe, and this other guy's on the roster, been working his butt off, and he sees this as, you know, hey, look, they recruited over me and they gave this guy money and I don't have any or whatever it might be. Well, I think two things. you got to explain to your players. You wanted the real-life benefits of NIL. Well, now deal with the real-life you know, <laughs> with the reality that some people might be better than you. Right. And some people might actually make more than you. Welcome to you want the benefits, but the you NFL. don't want the things that come with it. Right. <laughs> right. That's just the nature of the beast. I do think that players want to play with great players. So overall, if you're if you're going to access the portal, make sure that you're you're bringing in guys that have a great mindset that are willing to buy into a program and that are there to compete, to contribute. There's no reason to go to the portal if someone's going to have to develop and wait in line as much. You know, you really act as you want guys to play right away. But I think you just stay honest and go get the right ones. I I always, man, I beat my head all summer going, man, what is the formula here? You know, is it 30 high school, 10 portal? Is right, it 25, right. 15? And it, I came to the, 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 the revelation, right? Yeah. <laughs> About <laughs> 2 in the morning. <laughs> just get the right people. Right. They might be overseas. They might be in Canada. They might be in junior college. They might be on the basketball team and come over. Right. Get the right people. I, I studied Miami rosters the best years and how different they were. Some were South Florida late and some were nationally just. Mm -hmm. I mean, that 2001 team had seven of their 11 starters on offense were from way far away. So get the right ones. Just do your homework to make sure that they are the right ones, knowing that, you know what? At the end, that's what cures everything. Competition with good, good people that can really play. Elevates everybody. But you do have a philosophy, and you being a former offensive lineman, you want to run the ball. I mean, I know you want to run the ball, although more efficient offenses these days seem to spread everybody out and throw it. When you look at the portal, do you look at it under the umbrella of, well, this is this is what I want to do. So, yeah, I got to get good players, but they got to fit a certain yeah. mode. They got to be tough. I want to score points and I, and I want, I would love to balance, but there is no balance. The best balance now is being in balance. So people got to overplay on one side, then you hit them with the other. So um, we're not relegated to like a certain, like one type of thing. We just, we feel that like we have a coordinator in place offensively that really understands how to move the football and score points. And that understands matchup. Um, I would say how to scheme up, uh, and how to really implement the timing and precision of the and the spacing of the passing game, blended with a very downhill approach to the run game. That's that's a tough blend to stop, and it worked out well in the spring, and we've had a good fall, a good summer so far. So we expect a good fall camp. Final thing here, you did make some changes. Some left on their own. Some you had to leave. Uh, how difficult is that? I know that's not what you were looking to do. Circumstances change. You make changes. As a coach, when you decide to shake up your coaching staff, uh, whether it be somebody departs on their own or you let them go, um, what do you look at? What are you trying to do there? I know you just said for players, you say right. just get good players. 
there's a lot of good coaches out there. How do you decide which ones you want to bring in? But just like for the players, you want to get good human beings as players and as coaches, you know. And I don't like I have no like desire to make a departure look a certain way. So many departures come across as entering the portal or left for this job when you've really had a meeting to say, hey, it's time to go. This is the best route for you to prevent any questions. So I don't like that doesn't I don't care. Right. Let's get a guy. If a guy doesn't make it here, have some type of decency. And unless he's completely obliterated the place, right. find him a spot somewhere where he can go and do something. Right. I mean, come on, man. Some people have families. Some people are young men that don't know any better and eventually will get it right. So but that being said, it's critically important to get good human beings that really want to be there. Because what we do is hard. And when stuff gets harder and harder and harder, yeah. you better want to be there. Okay? And it, it's at all levels. It's not just the players. It's the coaches. It's the support staff. It's every damn volunteer in the building now. Right. You know, that's what we like. We scour and really regimentize the interview process to get somebody in the building. Because you can't BS your way through the hard work. So it's too hard. It's too many hours. You know? And we have littered the place with really, really good people and hard work and sons of guns now. I mean, this is we're we're super fired up we just need to get to work and not worry about anything else just get to work mario cristobal head coach miami kind enough to join us on the jeff cameron show be well sir good luck appreciate you buddy yeah take care welcome back jeff cameron show we're live in charlotte acc kickoff joined by miami quarterback tyler van dyke kind enough here on radio row and weird year injuries kind of up and down season a year ago First of all, how's your health? You good to go for this year? Yes, sir. All set. All set to go. And then, you know, you look at the transfer portal, some some added weapons coming in. Obviously, a lot of changes on the coaching staff. How hard is it for you? I'm thinking back now, what is this, your third OC in three years? How difficult is that transition for a quarterback? You've got to know everything, and it's constantly changing. The verbiage, philosophy, that kind of stuff. How hard is that? Honestly, it's not that hard. I really? Mean, football is football. Um, you know, some coaches run the same kind of play, same scheme. Obviously, some coaches run a little bit different. But um, with the mixture I had two years ago with, with last year and then with Coach Dawson now, it's kind of a mix of both. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to uh, have a great year with Coach Dawson. Um, the only difference, I would say, between the offenses is just the language. I mean, there's just different language. Um, that you got to understand signal-wise and all that kind of stuff that goes into it. So, yeah, other than that, football is football. I mean, a smash route is a smash route. We all run right, it. So, right, right. Um, it's not that tough. Well, and you look back, you obviously hit the ground running. We go back a couple of years, you were sensational. ACC Rookie of the Year and all the accolades, the numbers you put up. Were you surprised at how easy it came? I mean, right off the bat, once you take over that starting role, you're clicking – and you're up, you become a household name for college football fans instantaneously. Yeah. Um, yeah, my first starting game, it was against Central Connecticut. Um, and then our first, my first ACC game was against Virginia. Started a little bit slow in the first half, but picked it up in the second half. Um, I was like, is this going to be this easy? Right. Um, <laughs> we ended up losing that game. We missed a field goal at the end. Um, North Carolina put up uh, good numbers. Um, and then after that, that's when I was on the roll. And um, – yeah, it, it came easy. Um, obviously, it took a little bit to kind of feel it out. It was my f- real first snaps in college football. So, um, but yeah, I feel a lot better than I, I actually did in two years ago uh, mentally, um, understanding to go with the football mechanic wise. Um, yeah, I feel really good going into the season. 
Everybody talks about the speed of the game being so different from high school to college. It didn't look like it for you. Like you said, you got acclimated pretty quickly and were able to make plays. And so, again, last year was a frustrating season for Miami 5-7, and seven, but those injuries were a big part of that, including you. You say you're healthy now. Uh, the team is better. I would expect that you guys believe this will be a big leap forward this season. Um, you know, you got a chance to look at the schedule. Coaches and players don't like to take anything for granted, but you should be 4-0 before that Texas A&M game. Opportunity to be 5-0. and At that point, you're talking about a top 10, top 15 ranking for sure. So you get a chance to get the ball rolling pretty early to start this upcoming season. Yeah, we do. I think we got great talent on the roster. Uh, the biggest thing for us is just to execute, um, execute through the adversity. I think t- at times last year, we didn't respond well to adversity, and that really hurt us. So um, that's the biggest thing, just to respond to the adversity. Um, we don't want to look too far in advance. Yeah, it would be nice to have that great start. Um, but as we know, last year, I mean, we lost to Middle Tennessee two years ago. You guys lost to Jacksonville State. Right, right. So, I mean, it happens. Uh, you can't look forward to it. Um, you know, yeah, we're expecting to uh, obviously be better this year with all the leadership um, on this team that uh, these guys came in, some guys grown and uh, become better for us. So, yeah, we're excited. I want to get your perspective on this for the folks back in Tallahassee because you mentioned the game two years ago. It's a great game. I know it's probably a sore subject. I don't mean it to be. There's no joke here. I'm not, there's no gotcha. It's one of the great college football games and, a, and an all-time great rivalry mm-hmm. between Florida State and Miami. What's it like to play in that game? We know what it's – we hear the Florida State players talk about the game and the fans that were there know. What's it like for you? Because that atmosphere was intense. Game went back and forth. Uh, you had a great second half in that game, and really it looked like Miami was going to win that game. It was one of the all-time great uh, moments in the rivalry. I guess just talk about what that atmosphere was like. Yeah, it was a fun game, even though we lost. It was fun. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I mean, it sucked that we lost, but right. yeah, it was a good, good game. You know, that, that one's going to go uh, in, in history books for sure. Um, yeah, it started off slow. We were down 20 to 7 at halftime. Uh, threw two picks early. Jermaine Johnson had a, a strip sack on me. What happened that clicked, though? Because you got it going in that second half. Yeah, I mean, I think that year we had – we had great leadership. We had uh, people that just wanted to win. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing between that year and this year or last year was um, we just we didn't know how to face adversity, like I said. Um, but guys don't want to be five and seven again. Uh, I'm sure Florida State went through the same thing mm-hmm. um, this time last year. So, uh, yeah, we're excited. But, yeah, that was a good game. I thought we were going to win it at the end. Yeah, Jordan Travis, that's when he really came alive. Uh, made some great throws, and ever since then, he's he's been great. I appreciate you. Thanks yeah. for talking about it. Appreciate Be good, you, man. Good luck yes, this sir. year. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Tyler Van Dyke, quarterback, University of Miami, and obviously we go back and look at those numbers I talked about it a moment ago. When he broke into the league, uh, this was the conversation, right? He earned ACC Rookie of the Year, ACC Offensive Rookie of the Year honors as well, started nine games on the season, saw action in ten games total, took over the starting duties. That's when Derek King got hurt at the time. And he took over three games into the season. That year, Tom, coming in for the injured Eric King, he threw for nearly 3,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, and just six picks. His first nine games as a starter, completed over 62% of his passes. He was the ACC Rookie of the Week five times during that stretch. And that's why we were all kind of really, you know, wringing our hands going into last season, but things kind of fell apart for Miami, so we'll see what they have to offer this year. Appreciate him sitting down talking about that game. That's got to be tough, I understand, but you can hear the competitor in him. He was like, yeah, it's a great game. Great great game, Jeff. Sure. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Chef Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant. The Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, live from the ACC kickoff here in Charlotte. I'm joined by Pat Narduzzi, the head coach at Pitt. I love that I get to talk to you. First pursuit. Secondly, how in the world have you been at Pitt 10 years? It does not seem. I'm not 10, 9. Going on ninth season. I thought it was going on your 10th. Going on number 9. Don't rush rush me. Don't rush me. (laughs) Uh, Just finished 8. Makes me feel better. Finished eight, nine years, nine seasons will be the longest you know stint that I've ever had at any school. We had eight prior to that at Michigan State, so number nine is a you know that's a that's a milestone. Well, family's happy, I can tell you that. Yeah, they're settled down. Pittsburgh's a wonderful place to be. Oh yeah, just I love that campus. I had my son going through there last year when we were up there. Uh, you've also turned it into a winner and a very consistent one at that. I don't know if my audience realizes out there that uh, Pitt is the the second best team in the ACC over the last few seasons. Was it 20 wins over the last two years? You play in the ACC, you win an ACC championship. What's led to the consistency? Oh boy, continuity, right? Continuity, you know, leads to consistency, I think. Uh, so I think, you know, all those things play, you know, play a part in. But, you know, we got a great staff. You know, it's staff, it's great kids, it's, it's, um, you know, teachers. I mean, there's just, it's not one thing, it's not two things, it's a ton of things. Um, and again, you can have great coaches, but you can have bad people. You can have bad people. And, and, and great coaching. So there, I mean, it's all those things. It's it's just a it's a it's a program, right? And it, there's a lot to go into a program. It starts at the top of the chancellor and the AD, and trickles down to my little butt. When you when you got to Pitt, what were your expectations? What do you think was possible for Pitt? And what do you think it is now? Well, the expectations were to win an ACC championship. Okay. Um, it really was. I mean, um, you know, wherever I've you know been, we've won. Uh, we've had success. I would not have taken the job. You know, I turned down a job prior to that. Two days prior, I turned down a head coaching job, you know, not knowing that I ever get an opportunity to be a head coach anywhere else. But the reason I took the job, because I knew, you know, things go in circles. And Pitt had won nine national championships. It was going to happen again. And, and I want to be a part of that. You brought back the tradition, never change the uniforms. Never. Those uniforms are as good as they get to the point where I'm indifferent about Pitt as a journalist should be, but I bought a shirt because they're beautiful. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love the uniforms. They're great. And it's good to see Pitt play well. You know, I walk through the lobby downstairs and I look at all the uniforms I'm like, that thing pops. Oh, it does? 100%. Pops, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. All right, so you bring in Phil Dracovic. She comes in at quarterback. Uh, thoughts on that? And obviously, that's a kid with a ton of talent and he'll have a little bit better protection. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody wants to blame the protection. Sometimes it's a whole overall deal. Well, let's you blame know, him. So who knows it is. Um <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't blame him either. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it, you know. Right. Um, first of all, you know, the number one thing is belief, right? You better have belief in what you're doing. You know, it doesn't matter. You guys better have belief in the show and 
And so, you know, you know, I hate to blame the quarterback or blame the O line or you know, or the running backs or receivers. It's a team, right? And uh, and including the coaches. So, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it. So we'll find out this year what the you know what the secret sauce is. Uh, but we're excited about Phil. I'm really excited about that whole quarterback room. I mean, you got Phil Jakovic, but you know, Christian Veyer is our backup right now. You know, he he's a competitor now. He's got a great arm. He's smart. He's only been in the offense for 15 days. He's only going to get better. Um, so there's still a lot of a ball to play here. Um, and then we got a kid named Nate Yardow. So I really like the quarterback room. The quarterback room is as good a quarterback room as I've had since I've been at Pitt. You always seem to find running backs. That's true. And I know you want to run the ball. Everybody does. The idea, Not everybody does. That's true. That's true. Matter of fact, that, a lot of them don't. It's changed. It's changed a lot where everybody can spread it out and just throw it and throw it and throw it. How do you want to play? I want to run it. Um, I thought I was right about you that. You were right. I, I was, you I were right, was but right. not every. You said everybody wants to run it. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. nah. I wish they did. Nobody runs it against us. I don't know why. <laughs> Golly, but um, you know, we wish we'd see 50 percent run. Um, but uh, no, we want to run the football. Right. You know, Izzy, the band of Canada, did a great job. He's with the Jets now and had a 50 yard big run yesterday in, in their uh, in their training camp. Um, we got Rodney Hammond back. We got Sebo yep. uh, Flemistrick, a transfer from Notre Dame, who. I think he's special. I think, you know, I think he's a good football player. I really, you know, love the way his style of running, uh, two different styles. So we're, we're excited about that running back room. And, and again, you know, anytime you have a run game, it's going to help out your quarterback situation. And then I think about it on defense. I love that you're an aggressive style defense. You always seem to get a great pass rush. You get a good defensive line. And you're, you're willing to leave your corners out on an island. They make plays. They make plays, but they give up big plays, but you're willing to take those risks. Hey, that's a low percentage ball out there. They talk 50-50 ball. I want to see the last time there's been 50-50 out there. <laughs> I'd have been fired if it was a 50-50 ball by now. But, but um, you know, we're going to stop the run. You know, we're going we're gonna to pack the box, and we're going to force you to throw fades out right, there and right. posts. And, yeah. and we trust our guys back there. And sometimes you get burnt, but we're aggressive. We're not going to change what we do. And it's been really successful for us. He's giving me the wrap-it-up symbol. Uh, I just want to say, hey. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I'll talk to you longer next you time. It. It's a pleasure. It. Be well. Hey, my pleasure. Appreciate you guys having me on today. Absolutely. Thank you. That is Coach Pat Narduzzi there at Pitt. We'll talk to him longer next time. He's done a great job at Pitt, and they're always right there in competition to win the conference. So uh, I don't think today will be any different. Uh, we appreciate talking to Pat Narduzzi. Well, Miles Brooks, Georgia Tech Safety, joins us now on the Jeff Cameron Show. Welcome in. Good to be here at the ACC kickoff in Charlotte. Yes, sir. Uh, you know what? You're always around the ball, man. You are always around the ball. Went through, obviously, watched you play a year ago. I know you came out of Jacksonville, and so I'm talking to people back in Florida right now. And right. Uh, what what influenced you most in choosing Georgia Tech? Uh, I would say the opportunities outside of football. Mm. Uh, Georgia Tech is a very prestigious institute, and you know the opportunities that I could be afforded outside of ball have been tremendous so far, and will continue to be. Uh, just some of the things I've done in my short time here, you know, I was able to go to Washington, D.C. for ACC Unity Tour, uh, able to go to Ireland, things like that. Uh, it was bigger than football for me. My niece goes to Georgia Tech, so I was wanting to hear what you were going to say about that because she's the same thing. She yes, was excited right. about the opportunities. I just got back from Ireland with the guy you just talked to. Yes, so sir. That was fun, huh? How was Aviva Stadium, right, walking out there? Uh, it was amazing. It was very big. Grass was a different green. It was, yeah. it, it was like very green. Lush. Uh, yeah, so 
you know, it'll be it'll be a great time playing in there. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and I, I think it'll be loud too. The way that stadium overhangs right, right, right. too, 50, 51,000, I think it is, kind of smaller on top of you. The weather's amazing over there. I think that'd be great. I got to see some of the stuff you did over there, and you just had mentioned uh, the stuff away from football that you love to do. You did it over there in Cary as well. I Correct. saw that um, with the with the group that benefited the Down syndrome folks. That was awesome. I noted too when I read your bio, and it stood out to me. I used to work with foster care kids, okay. and you're heavily involved with four others, right? Something else that is is an organization that helps prevent vulnerable children from going into the system. Right. It's amazing work. Uh, I, you know, we all care about football, but what you're doing there is tremendous. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, you know, I, I've been blessed to have, you know, the opportunities and things that I've had in my 21 years of life. Uh, for me, it's about inspiring before I expire. Uh, I just like to change lives, impact lives, you know, let people smile, make people smile, things like that. And it's, it's, it's just, it warms my heart to, to be able to do things like that. So we go towards the end of last year. I get down onto the field now. And, you know, it's interesting for Georgia Tech. It's, it's, it's four and four over the final eight, right? Um, you, you get a win over Carolina and Pitt and Duke, who was playing really well last year. So it, you have losses in there too, but they're close losses. They're well-played games. And then you make, you know, kind of this transition as we talk about with Brent Key taking over full time as the guy. I guess talk about where Georgia Tech's at in your mind and what kind of season you expect this to be. Uh, we're trying to build on, you know, what we started last year when it, when he was promoted to having the coaching the coaching job. Uh, the team's in a great spot. You know, our mind says where it needs to be, things like that. You know, everybody's healthy and things. So it's really about applying what he's teaching us and he's teaching us all the right things like i said our mindset is is like it's very on point so hopefully we can go out and you know put on a show in the fall take me through the interception of drake may breaks a streak 195 consecutive passing attempts without a pick until you step up and make that play take me through it uh so unfortunately uh my nickel went down kj wallace uh he had a bit of injury in the game um so I moved, I bumped down to nickel. Uh, I had the responsibility of guarding Josh Downs that game. <laughs> yeah. That ain't easy. <laughs> it's not at all. Um, but, you know, they sent Josh Downs in motion. Like I said, that was my responsibility, so I followed him. But I noticed um, every time he motioned, he didn't really run a route. He was kind of like a decoy. So when he ran to the flats, I kind of got my eyes back to – Drake to see what he was looking at, and surprisingly, he was looking at me. He threw the ball. The ball came over the lineman, so I really didn't even see him throw the ball. I just saw the ball in the air, and I made a play. And you're not thinking. You're just making plays. That's all I do. And it was a good instinct because you make that play. You made a lot of plays. If you look for folks back home who aren't familiar with LaMiles Brooks and why he is so heralded coming into this upcoming year, all-America grades from PFF, 80 or higher, had both overall defense and pass coverage grades. Uh, he is basically a guy that we look to in the conference as, uh, you know, NFL bound, basically. Does that run through your mind at all as you get set for this season, knowing where you sit now on the preseason awards list and knowing what is expected of you? Uh, it kind of caught me at one point uh, right after the season. I knew expectations were going to be high on me this year, but I, I kind of try not to focus on that. Um, when it comes to, you know, the fall, everything is about the team. So, you know, I kind of try to be the best teammate that I can be before anything. Uh, all the plays that I make is for my team before it's for myself. And 
you know, hopefully it, it can get me to where I would like to get to, but it's about the team right now. Well, Miles, best of luck this year. Appreciate you talking thank you, to you. Thank you. Be well, man. Take care. That's LaMiles Brooks, Georgia Tech safety. A lot of expectations this year for LaMiles as uh, he and his team played well down the stretch last year, and he was simply outstanding. And, you know, you look at those numbers, Tom, I just got done talking about it. Uh, All-American grades, 80 or higher from PFF, both overall defense and pass coverage. He played in all 12 games, uh, started the last 10 games of the season, uh, his sophomore season. You go back to that interception late in the third quarter against Drake May, against North Carolina. That ended that string of consecutive passes without an interception. He also had a huge game against Virginia where he turned an interception for a touchdown. Um, this is a kid who you'll see play on, on Sundays. And uh, humble as he sat before us here and talked about all the stuff off the field. It's a laundry laundry list of cool activities that he's involved with with charities uh, throughout the country, really, and obviously throughout Atlanta. Jeff Cabot, live from Charlotte, broadcasting here from ACC Kickoff.